Hello everyone, and welcome to the Employment Matters podcast, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the world. I'm your host, Chloe Lopesher, knowledge and learning lawyer at Bowman's in South Africa. On the program, we span the globe and receive updates on critical issues from ELA members in each region. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing recent developments in South Africa relating to the leave that employees are entitled to upon the birth or adoption of their children. Joining us on the program today is one of my colleagues, Sibusiso Dube, partner at Bowman's in South Africa. Spoot, great to have you with us. Welcome to the program. How are you doing? Hi, Chloe. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to having this discussion and unpacking this judgment. Awesome. So, as you say, there's been this recent quite progressive decision in the High Court of South Africa dealing with employees' rights to maternity leave and other forms of parental leave. Can you give us some background on the facts of the case and what the applicants were challenging in this matter? Yeah. So, the judgment involved, you know, a couple, the Van Vakes, who were challenging the constitutionality of the provisions of the Basic Conditions of Employment Act, insofar as it relates to maternity leave, parental leave, adoption leave, and commissioning parental leave. The genesis, I guess, of the application is that Mr. Van Veik is a salaried employer and his wife works for herself, so she is self-employed. Now, when they were due to They had fallen pregnant and they were due to give birth. And they decided that Mrs. Van Veik would be better suited to go back to work sooner. And Mr. Van Veik would be the one who would kind of take care or be responsible for nurturing the child. Now, given Mrs. Van Veik works for herself, the provisions of maternity leave did not really apply to her. Now, when it comes to Mr. Van Veik, in terms of the basic conditions of Employment Act, He is only entitled to parental leave, and that parental leave is limited to 10 days. As a result, he was then required to take unpaid leave, and he couldn't claim from the Unemployment Insurance Fund Act for that unpaid leave that he had to take. They therefore felt that, you know, this discriminated against them as parents. It discriminated against Mr. Van Veik as the father, and they then brought this application. But they also challenged other provisions of the Basic Conditions of Employment Act. Currently, the Basic Conditions of Employment Act provides maternity leave for pregnant women, a minimum of four months. When it comes to parental leave, it's 10 days. When it comes to adoption leave, it's 10 weeks or 10 days. And when it comes to commissioning parental leave, It's also 10 weeks or 10 days. That is what the provisions currently entail. However, based on the judgment, there may be changes that are required. Okay, so what did the court find then? In a nutshell, the court has found that the provisions of the Basic Conditions of Employment Act relating to parental leave, adoption leave, maternity leave, and commissioning parental leave are actually unconstitutional. It's found that they actually contradict what is provided for in our constitution insofar as there are provisions relating to one's human dignity and equality. 
In addition to that, what the court has done is it's found that the provisions of the BCA are invalid and it has put interim measures in place to allow the legislature or parliament to remedy the defects in the BCAA as has been identified in the judgment. So the declaration of invalidity has been suspended for a period of two years. And what are these interim measures? Sure. So in a nutshell, the interim measures are that each parent will be entitled to four months' parental leave, whether it relates to adoption of a child, whether it's for commissioning parental leave, whatever the case may be. If you're a parent, you're entitled to four months' worth of parental leave. However, there is what I call a catch. In the case of parents who are a couple or in a committed relationship, and both the parents want to take the parental leave, then they are collectively entitled to the four months. So they have an election or they have to determine how that four months will be apportioned between the two of them. So it could be that the mother will take three months and the father may take one month. So it really is up to the two individuals. Okay, well, I mean, this sounds like a huge win for fathers, but then also for those parents of adopted children or parents who go through a surrogacy arrangement. Sabu, what does this mean for employees? If I'm pregnant, can my husband go and knock on his employer's door tomorrow and say, I want to take four months leave because my wife's going to go straight back to work? Can they do that now and cite this judgment? So the constitution provides that, you know, unless or until the constitutional court declares or makes a declaration or a pronouncement on this order of invalidity, it is of no force and effect. So what needs to happen first is the applicants first have to approach the constitutional court so that the order can be confirmed by the constitutional court. It's only at the time when the order is confirmed by the constitutional court, we will then have to go into a period of two years where the interim provisions are actually the governing law in respect of parental leave. Okay, so there's some time still to wait before this is coming into force. Well, assuming that this declaration of invalidity and these interim measures are confirmed by the Constitutional Court, this will surely have practical implications for employers. Can you explain what employers are going to need to be considering in terms of their leave policies? How do they go about implementing these interim measures? Definitely going to require some changes in policy by employers if the Constitutional Court confirms the order. So the interim measures provide minimums, right? So at the very least, employers are going to have to adapt their policies to provide for the minimums. But because of the way this has been worded, employers are going to be very careful about how they're going to word their policies, right? I think that what has been provided for is going to be very difficult to implement practically because, you know, the interim measures contemplate that where we have a couple who are going to share the four-month allotment of the parental leave, they actually have to 
get in touch with their employers and indicate to the employers what the election is. So I think this is going to be very difficult to implement practically. And so employers have to be very careful about how they word their policies and make sure that they are providing for those scenarios. However, given these are just minimums that have been provided for, there's nothing that prevents employers from providing their employees with more beneficial parental leave provisions. So, for example, employers could implement policies that provide for all employees who are going to become parents to be entitled to four months' worth of parental leave and that they don't have to share that if they are in a committed relationship. But there's certainly going to have to be changes that are being made by employers and, yeah, an interesting time for South Africa. Very interesting times. Spur, any final thoughts on the judgment before we close? Certainly. Look, I think the the judgment is very positive. I think it's encouraging. I think it's very clear that there is a need for change. My only criticism of the judgment is that it has now, to a certain extent, taken away a benefit that pregnant mothers used to enjoy. You know, where a pregnant mother previously had four consecutive months of maternity leave, they now find themselves in a position where they may have to share that leave with their husbands or their partners, whatever the case may be. So I think very progressive, but hopefully in the next two years, the legislature will come up with laws that actually don't take away from what pregnant women have been enjoying and laws that will actually make sure that everybody is on an equal footing going forward. Thanks, Boo. Such interesting food for thought. I'm definitely going to be watching this space, and I think we're going to have to have a follow-up of this once that constitutional court judgment comes out. Thanks so much for joining us on the program today. It's been an awesome conversation with you. Thanks, Chloe. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you'd like to connect with Spoo, you can click on his bio in the description of this podcast. We also encourage you to reach out to any of our lawyers around the world by selecting Find a Lawyer on the ELA website at ela.law. In addition, visit the ELA website where you can sign up to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers and on-demand content from our online library, or access the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Chloe Loebscher, and thanks for listening.